You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Hello. The podcast that you're listening to. What's up? By Darian and Ethan. We are the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, where you come to hear about the gray areas of the Christian faith. Hopefully. and Yeah, hopefully, right? And uh, we cover topics that possibly get avoided in the church setting or maybe ignored and whatnot. We like to dive headfirst into those hard topics and bring some biblical clarity and truth while also being entertaining. Good thing for you. We are hilarious. <laughs> and <laughs> Sometimes. And everything we say... Um, unless we're being super serious, is absolutely infallibly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to harp on how great we are at times. Infallibly funny. Um, never heard that sentence before. Well, here we are. If you don't like sarcasm or satire, sorry Probably for not you. the show for you. Yeah. Awkward. Hmm. There's other shows we can recommend, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, if you want just teaching. The things you do here in church podcasts is pretty good. <laughs> It's also us. Yeah. We wear suits. <laughs> just what, kidding. What will we talk about? Just, um, we probably just do like... Uh, just have faith. Have enough faith. No, All but your we talk about good things too. Yeah, It'd probably just be like a Calvary Chapel, honestly. I've never... Act, well, I've attended... I've attended Calvary Chapel a few yeah, times. Yeah. That's more of a West Coast thing. I've never heard of Calvary Chapel before I moved to California. Is it really? Uh-huh. I thought it was the name of one church here on the island. And then someone's like, oh, there's Calvary Chapel over there. I thought, oh, Calvary Chapel's a mega church. Cool, they got multiple campuses. Well, not really a mega church. No, I, I, I know. But then I went to the West Coast, and there's like Calvary Chapels everywhere. I was like, oh, you guys are like Assemblies of God. Okay. Hmm. I uh, I don't think I've ever seen a Calvary Chapel that was that big. I've probably been to like six or seven different Calvary Chapels. And they definitely get big-ish, mm. but not past like a few hundred people. At least the ones I've been to. I'm sure there's bigger ones somewhere. Yeah. But that's probably better. The ones I've been to have been super huge. I feel like it's good to remain like 100 to 200 people is like a good size for a church. Oh, they're more than that. I meant like per service. Oh. Like they have three, th- three services and each one has like 200 people. Oh, wow. They should probably just break up into three different churches. No, but that's not a big church. <laughs> I know, but but every church should not be too big because then you lose the aspect of community. You know, you just be three small churches. Yeah, yeah probably. But that's not Easy. how it works. But that's probably how it should work. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should all really be house churches. Anyways, um, thanks for your opinion. So last week, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree though. Last week we talked about uh, we replied to some TikToks who were talking about deconstructing yep. their faith and the- and theology, and it's like ex evangelical, right? This hashtag that's going around. Two mm-hmm. weeks ago we covered the actual like topic of what it is. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, we'll link it right now. And yep. if you want to check out last week's episode where we responded to a few TikToks, that's also linked right yep. now so uh this week we're going to continue with the aspect of replying to yep. certain tiktoks we've seen there's a lot out there and we could spend hours talking about things and mm-hmm. and um but yeah something that's very interesting to me that i keep seeing an overall theme in my opinion is that all a lot of the videos that we've seen and we're going to cover and have covered seem to maybe miss the point of of christianity and so i'm excited to dive into that as we explore these different tiktoks yeah absolutely um, we'll probably be doing these videos a couple more times. Nice job. <laughs> we'll probably be doing these videos a couple more times. I'd imagine this one Oops. and then next week. And then we might 
uh, we're not sure yet, but we might take a break and go back to like more themed episodes um, where we don't react to things. Um, but I think these episodes are very popular, at least by like the amount of people who are watching and listening. So we'll probably continue to do this as a series, but not every episode. Um, we'll do some themed ones. We have a lot of episodes planned, and honestly, like you can keep throwing us more ideas, but. Like, and we'll like, get to their we'll get to them eventually. Yeah, it's like every week though we come up with a new idea of like another episode to do. We have this big doc of like all the ideas and like the plans and the the things we want to cover. So, uh-huh. but we're really excited about today. Um, we have <sighs> a couple really good TikToks to react to. Um, next week will probably be a little bit more uh, technical of ones that we're going to react to, which will be interesting. A lot of like actual scripture analysis um, from the Old Testament and problems stuff like that. We have a few, or I have a few picked out that I think will be interesting for that. Um, but this week we have some very interesting ones, mm-hmm. um, a few different types, um, some on abuse, some on some more technical issues. Um, it's going to be interesting. Yep. Should we hop in? You got anything else to say? No, let's, let's get after it. All right. Um, I think I, I don't remember, I don't really pay attention to like language and videos. So these might swear. I don't really remember. Uh, I don't know if they do. They definitely did last week. I yeah. honestly can't remember if, yeah, if I they can't did remember this if week do. or not, but, but you're going to find out, but yeah. warning there might be language. If you don't like language, I can't remember. We can't guarantee anything. The English language is used a lot in these videos, so just watch out. If you don't like that, then just maybe don't continue. Okay, here we go. You're either with him because you want to be, or you're without him because you want to be. Why is it always the men of God? <laughs> like how you stitched a woman to be rude to her and immediately proved her point. There's no such thing as free will if the outcome is the same. Free will is irrelevant if I have to choose one to have a positive outcome. If you gave me two cupcakes and said, you can choose whichever one you want, but if you choose chocolate, I'm going to slap you across the face. My choice is not then, do I want vanilla or chocolate? It's, do I want to be slapped across the face? Growing up, evangelicals loved to hammer home the idea of free will and then immediately turned around and used it as a weapon just like this. Your interpretation of salvation is flawed because it only serves you. I grew up surrounded by men like you and it's as unimpressive now as it was then. Backsliding your logic into something that makes you look like an authority on salvation. This isn't biblical. It's an evangelical power tactic. This toxicity is why me and so many like me left the church and why you're losing numbers at an alarming rate. It's not that people don't want God. It's that they don't want your God. Super interesting. Um, Yep. A lot to dissect there. I have the most notes. Really? Of all the videos on this one. A few things just off the bat, like, just without even analyzing a lot of things, it's pretty obvious she has a problem with men. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. She said, why is it always the men of God? As if a woman of God has never said, you either want God or don't. Yeah. I mean, the guy did respond sarcastically to a video that was already sarcastic, which is honestly the majority of, I don't think it was that sarcastic, though. Did you watch the whole video? Yeah, I did. Um, We watched it together. Anyways, I thought, the, the, the I original, know you were paying attention when I was watching. The original video is sarcastic, and he responds in a not super sarcastic way, but still, like, he is being a little condescending. He's got a bit of attitude. Yeah, which is honestly most TikToks. Like, if, if I'm being real, most TikToks in this realm are in, in both directions, um, on the Christian side and the non-Christian side, are pretty sarcastic. So, it kind of starts off sarcastic and a little condescending and just continues to be more and more condescending, which is why she's condescending and which is why I imagine it kind of sparked this like problem she has with men. Right. Um, but that's not like the point of the TikTok whatsoever. Right. It's just something she brings up, but like, it's not the actual message of the TikTok. Yeah. Right. Right. So I would say, who knows? I don't know her heart, but from what I can gather, maybe she's a little bit sexist because <laughs> twice she said, what is up with you men of God? And then she or she's said, had a bad experience with, Men of God. So, sexist towards men of God. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? She does, I guess. Maybe I should talk to her. She also might not know. I'll call her. Are you sexist, or do you just hate men of God? I mean, she might. I mean, I don't think that makes you sexist if you had a bad, like, a trauma with someone. Like, no, I don't. Like, okay, yeah. Just making sure. I'm just wondering if she is sexist because the first thing that she pointed out was the, like, she had like the. the no I find there was a man. She's got thing. a problem with men. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sexist. Okay. Absolutely. I'm just kidding. I was just being <laughs> unequivocally. Unequivocally. That's a fun word. Um, I don't think the dude is being too rude, but I also have a tendency to, uh, maybe be brash with my words sometimes and offend people without meaning to mm-hmm. so it could be maybe i just have my skin's uh thicker or my i'm not being very sensitive all the time so mm-hmm. i just didn't think that she was or he was being rude at all i was like oh, whatever <laughs> excuse me um she said there's no such thing as free will if the outcome is the same mm. i would say correct wait really the outcome's not the same though okay like <laughs> Like, um, if you choose to follow Jesus, you get to go to heaven. If you don't, you go to hell. The outcome is not the same. Yeah. She she kind of has a little bit of a logical fallacy here where she thinks that if one, if one object of your free will is evil or bad, in her opinion, and the other one is good, in her opinion, right? Which also might be my opinion, but just like for the, sa- the sake of argument, then... If she has to choose one of them, which is the good one, then that's not free will because she has to choose it because she gets punished otherwise, right? Right. Which is completely a logical fallacy. Like, you just don't like the one of the, like, options that you have, so you feel like you're forced into choosing the good option. Right. That's not not free will, right? Right. Like, in our society, we have the free yes. will to not murder someone. Thank you. Or murder someone. Did you have that written on your notes? No, I didn't. I had that in my notes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had never in my notes. I was like, you have the free will to murder someone or not murder someone, and it's like... I'm not forced to not murder anybody, but it's the better option because there's no, like, there's no bad repercussions. But also, like, one thing I think is so funny, she's, I have no idea what her beliefs are, right? She doesn't state them in this video. Um, But, like, in the whole world where, where I know uh, moral relativism is pretty popular, like, one, you're using this idea of things being good and bad. You're stealing that from Christianity or from religion in general, right? From, um a god that has some standard of morality in the first place, yeah. you're stealing that and then using it against free will, which is just funny to me, I think, in saying that this thing is good and this thing is bad, where if you were use, to use relativism with um, like the free will argument, you could say, well, who who says that hell is bad and heaven is, is good, right? If, if you're it's being, all relative, If right. you're being relative, then what if I think that hell is good and heaven is bad, which a lot of people do think, right? Really? A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people have that belief. They say like, oh, who would want to be a god like this? I'm going to go to hell. And they still like believe in all that kind of stuff. Not a lot of people, but some people. And so, if you're being relative like that, then you know who's to say that that's true? Like maybe the hell is like the decision that I want to make. That's kind of not the point, right? I just right. thought it was an interesting point to make. Right. Um. So yeah, definitely a conflation to say that you don't have free will if one of the options is good and the other one is bad. You just don't like the choices that you're given. Right. Exactly. So I, I had in my notes. Uh, the reality of a choice having a bad result doesn't mean free will isn't real. You know, mm-hmm. like just because an option, like you have the choice to either touch a hot stove or not touch the hot mm-hmm. stove. And you wouldn't say, well, I don't have a choice because I don't want to get hurt. I was like, yes, you don't want to get hurt. So you're choosing the other option. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the choice isn't there. You can touch it. Yeah. You know, it's like if you like someone could say, hey, I don't want to get drunk, so I won't drink. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. But the flip side is if they choose to drink, they're going to get drunk. Probably. If, well, if they drink enough. Right. And so the, uh, just saying like. Every choice has a consequence. Mm-hmm. 
and that's just a normal part of the reality we live in and it doesn't hinder free will being real and it doesn't mean anything against the reality of god's existence mm-hmm. um like she might be implying or saying about the free will thing right like we we live with this concept and we accept it every single day of our life mm-hmm. you know i don't run a red light because i choose to obey the law so i don't die right it's the same thing with god yeah i would say um because uh with a cupcake analogy right mm-hmm. like going further into what she said um she said if you give me two cupcakes you be say if i choose a chocolate one i'm gonna get hit in the face well i'm not gonna choose it because i don't want to get hit in the face mm-hmm. so a lot of people do choose to be christians because they don't want to go to hell right mm-hmm. a lot of people think christianity's fire insurance is like this youth right. joke um but really if you're thinking that like if your reason for following Jesus or coming to Jesus in the first place is I don't want to go to hell, I'd say right. that's a reason to come to Jesus. Like sure, and I think Jesus mm-hmm. will work with you and sanctify your mind to then realize how much you actually love him. Right. But it's not that like oh if you, God's mentality is not like oh if you don't choose me I'm going to punish you because of this. It's you're already headed to hell. I don't want you to go there. Come follow me. Mm-hmm. It's if I presented two cupcakes in front of you and said, "Hey, choose uh, chocolate because vanilla is poison." Yeah. Right. And you're like, well, I'm going to choose chocolate because I don't want poison. You know, that's the thing. Or yeah. it's like, oh, you're about to eat the poison when I slap it out of your hand. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. There's there's a good one right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the idea of you have two choices and one has a bad result. The bad result is not this like God's angry at me. So he's going to punch me because he's angry at me. It's I, there, it, where there is some scripture that says that like mm-hmm. God is angry against the sinner. And that's mm-hmm. true. But his anger is not how we think of it where it's like a. I'm offended at you, so I'm going to execute my anger. His anger is more like, I can't go against my character. Yeah, you know. And so, for Christianity, it's not that like God's waiting for to punish you. It's that there's a consequence to not following him, which is real. But mm-hmm. it's because, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because he can't deny his character. Right. He can't deny truth. And he is the the reason of truth, the, yeah. the explanation of truth. You can't deny justice. Right. You know, like we want justice to be served. You do too. This one in this <coughs> video, people watching, we want justice to be served. And, but we also don't want it to be every time, which is why we want to excuse ourselves from our own sin a lot of the time. Right. But it's, it's just kind of a fallacy in some way. Yeah. Yeah. But I like what you had to say. Definitely. I was going to say that about, uh, using hell as an, an argument in, in the most part, I don't like this guy's video. Like in his reply to the girl, and then in the girl's reply to him, I don't like his argument. And I'd never make it myself, just because I don't like arguing from the point of hell, right? I think there's many better arguments to be made, um, but I don't think it's a, a bad argument. Well, I don't think it's a bad argument. I don't think it's a, a flawed argument. I guess I should say, like, I do think it's a valid point, but I don't think it's a good point to argue. I guess. Right. And then she accused him of like doing this to have some like authority, authority yeah. right? I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> Which I thought was ridiculous too. Um, and she said it's not biblical. So I'm going to read you some scripture, yeah. I think, that backs up this Just point. the whole book of Proverbs. <laughs> Just the Bible. Yeah. We're going to start Genesis 1 and Revelation 21. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're in Deuteronomy 30, 19, 19 through 20 to give some context as we dive into this. Uh, God is making a covenant, a promise, an agreement mm-hmm. with the nation of Israel to abide by his laws. And there's like, hey, if you do good, here's what's going to happen. If you don't obey, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just like we don't make, we don't call it covenant, but we abide by rules here, right? It's very um, easy concept that we still have. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is God speaking. He says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. By loving the Lord your God, 
by obeying his voice and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Hmm. So in that ending part, in this in this context, God is giving uh, Israel a nation. He's like, hey, I'm, you guys came out of slavery. I've saved you. I'm going to give you land. And the, how you're going to inhabit the land, the way you're going to get there is by obeying me. Mm-hmm. Right? And so us now on this side of the cross on, you know, 4,000 years removed or whatever you want to say. I think it's 4,000 years removed from this scenario. Rough estimate. Who knows? Um, 2,000 years after the cross, Jesus has died. It's a different covenant now. Um, and then we can talk about that in a later episode. What do you like means? covenantal theology? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so the idea still remains in principle that there are two options still at, in play for us. Mm-hmm. You know, one leads to life and one leads to death. I would interpret the theme this. Of the Bible. Yeah, right. Yeah. The whole theme. I would interpret this um, aspect of like, okay, that you may live in the land your God is calling you to or giving you. I wouldn't take. A lot of people might take that and say like, yeah, like a lot of a lot of American Christians would say like, yeah, God gave America America, so we gotta obey Him so we can keep this land. That's terrible theology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this scripture is not about Americans in America. Nope. But there is an aspect of God has promised us a an, an abode, a place to live, mm-hmm. and it's with him after this life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would say how we apply this to ourselves today is that... Um, or even with him here, too. Yeah, with him here, too. Like, our joy from eternity doesn't mm-hmm. start once we enter yeah. he- heaven it starts We're when in we his accept family Jesus. And kingdom now yeah yeah like the yeah. kingdom of god right that's that's where we as christians are going it's where we exist now spiritually in the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and so it says like he says so choose life in order that you may live you and your descendants okay mm-hmm. so how do i choose this in order to live you know it says by loving the lord your god by obeying his voice and holding fast to him for this is your life and the length of your days mm-hmm. you know like excuse me our life is Jesus. Our life is to know God. And that's the thing I think she's missing. I think the premise that she's missing, her her premise is like, oh, if I don't choose the right thing, then I'm going to be punished. Or her mm-hmm. premise is like, like I, w- I wonder what her, she thinks the reason for Christianity is, right? But whatever it is, the reason for Christianity is that we would know God and we choose him because he is life. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, if God exists and he created all of eternity or all of, all of creation, yeah, then he has orders on how that creation is to operate. And if he says, hey, this is the best order for you to operate in mm. this creation, and then we say, I don't want to do that, then by nature, we're not going to have a good time. We're going to have a, a negative consequence. But that's because of our actions, not because of God's. That's like if I constructed a fridge and I said, okay, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And the AC machine, you're going to suck air out so it gets mm. cold inside. And all of a sudden, it became self-aware and said, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to get mad at me for the fridge not working when the fridge is actually the reason it's not working right see as humans what we do is we sin against god Mm -hmm. and then when god says okay like by nature i have to come i have to punish this because i'm just then we get mad at god saying well don't punish me for my sin you're evil you're mean Mm -hmm. but really we're the ones that are coming against god god has a way in which we should live our life yeah and we have to find that and that's through knowing him through scripture and meditation and worship and not new age meditation uh, meditation on scripture and prayer and like uh, like these li- living as a christian right is to know god so mm. we can know how he's called us to act in the world hmm. yeah um last thing that i would say on that um is just to echo what you just said about like it, it's completely biblical right like i don't know how you could read the bible and come to a different conclusion like 
I don't know. She doesn't make it very clear at the end of the video if she's saying, like, the god of the evangelicals have made is not the god that people want to worship and that she knows the true Christian god or that, like, she worships a different god. I'm confused because she, at the end, does say, like, people do want god, but, like, not the god you're presenting or something like that. Right. Um, I don't know what, what other understanding of god you come to when you read the Bible. Like, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, the book of Proverbs is a whole book about do this right? It's a wisdom book. Do this mm-hmm. and you get death and do this and you get life, right? It's just laying the foundation for morality, right? And for how yeah. you should live your life, right? Like a, a roadmap on how you live your life. Right. So a lot of the Bible is, right? You do this, you get this consequence. You do this, you get that consequence. That's the very foundation for free will. It's assuming that I have choices and I should live my life by this roadmap to get to life, right? Because um, we believe that some things are good and some things are bad. Right. Um, and it's saying we should do these things, not these things. I have to have free will to be able to choose one or the other. That's why I have this book, right? Yeah. And w- without that, you don't have free will, but we do have that. So we do have free will. So I'm just confused as to where she doesn't get this. It's it's biblical thing. I'm just Maybe she's a Calvinist <laughs> okay. in disguise. Yeah, maybe. That's, <laughs> it's, it's really unlikely, but it's possible, I guess. She's like, how can we get people to stop thinking about free will? I'll <laughs> pretend to be a moral relativist. It was predestined by God for me to do this. That's so funny. <laughs> Should we go on to the next video? Uh, yes. Man, we spent 20 minutes on that one. All right. We might be only get two, three of these. We'll see. All right. Video number two. Let me cue her up here. Cue her up. All right, you ready? <coughs> here we go. Public service announcement to all believers. Please stop telling non-believers... Go watch the whole video, but he has a great point and he talks about how to address people in a way that feels loving. But I will say this analogy came to mind. Imagine that you and I had done CrossFit together for many years and no shade at CrossFit. This is just an analogy. I love CrossFit. But pretend I realized that it was no longer healthy for me and that it was actually harming my body or my me, myself mentally. So I decide instead that I'm going to go hiking for my workout or I'm going to do yoga or nothing at all. And every time we get together, you only are thinking about how I don't do CrossFit anymore. And you're not really interested in my new ways of working out. In fact, you kind of judge them and look down on them because they're just not as good as CrossFit. And you're really worried about me that I'm going to just, my whole health is going to slide and it's coming from a good place, but it feels like all you see about me is what I used to be, not who I am. And it feels manipulative. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, real, real quick for the people who are listening on audio, mm-hmm. uh, would that be the beginnings uh, a frame say is that stop telling? This is PSA to all believers. Please stop telling non-believers that God loves us. That right. God loves us. So they're saying, hey, Christians, stop telling the world that God loves us. Because, and their argument is that it's manipulative, um, or that's at least what he was saying. I didn't watch that original video, uh, but because we're replying to the girls. Um, but then she also says, like, her basic premise, the overview of what she's saying, is, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, and I don't think I'm wrong, is, hey, like, stop telling us you love us or stop acting like, like, she's basically saying, like, see me for me, you know, don't mm-hmm. see me as, like, not, like, yes, I'm not a Christian, but don't yeah. see me as that, like, see me as, like, someone who has feeling, like, basically, I would say this, this whole thing that's happening is she probably doesn't feel seen or or cared for by the people, by the Christians mm-hmm. in her life because they seem mm-hmm. to be, be only concerned with her salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've definitely done this, um, before in my past in, in both directions. I think I've, I've done this in a good way and in a bad way. Um, I've definitely had feelings of both of those as well of like, you have like a really close friend and they walk away from the Lord and you're like, well, 
like, what do I do now? Right. Cause like, I care about you so deeply and I want you to come back to this like connection that we had before within the Lord. And it's hard for me not to be like worried about you, which is like what she says too. And she says it comes from a good place. Right. Um, but with some of my more like shallow friendships that I had back then, it was like, I didn't have as much of a genuine care. I think you need to have at the beginning for that person anyway. And so when we lost that connection of us being, uh, close because we were Christians, like that was the only connection that we had. And my love for them needed to go past that when it didn't. Right. Mm. And so I, like, I made a mistake on, on my part, right? Because I wasn't loving them well past their point of leaving. It's because I just cared about them as a brother or a sister in Christ and not as like an actual individual, which it should be a part of me loving them like as a brother in Christ. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people do. Maybe not everybody, right? Maybe not everybody's guilty of this, but I definitely am at times of with some of those more like medium level friendships of it's easier for me to just let that person go and do their own thing than like uh, not even chasing after them, but just like still inviting them to, th- to things and still like having conversations with them, not acting like they're like some like prodigal son, even if they are, you know what I mean? Um, I have a couple of examples of friends that um, I didn't do this with. Um, actually about names just for the case of anonymity um, but a couple different friends completely walked away from the faith um, one of them was hurt by the church and the other one had um, some emotional uh, issues with um, um, so like society and the bible and stuff like that both walked away from the church I was close friends with both of them though um, and I continued to be close with them you know we shared uh, things that we liked about each other outside of just Christianity and we continue to have a friendship based off of those things. Right. And they still knew I was a Christian. I still knew that they were not Christians. I didn't validate the lifestyle they were living. They knew I didn't validate it, but we both knew that like we still loved each other and we still wanted to hang out because we still genuinely enjoyed each other. And so I'd still ask them how they're doing. They still ask me how I'm doing and we'd still enjoy each other's friendship. And I didn't treat them as less of a human being, which I think is what this video is trying to say. Yeah. Um, because they walked away from Christ. Genuinely, in my heart, I still wanted them to know Christ. I wanted them to come back, but I knew that, like me, like pretending to pity them all the time and always checking up on how they're doing spiritually um, or always asking them questions about that wasn't going to help. Now, I did sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to completely abandon it because I knew that the Lord is still working on the heart. And both of them came back to the Lord also, oh, that's awesome. which is really cool. Um, but it took them years, right? It took them, one of them took three years. One of them took a year to like go through their process of like working on the issue that they had. Um, but honestly, like if I just ghosted that person, which is what happens a lot, like if I just ghosted them because we had a falling out and like, we didn't agree on something spiritually or like they weren't a Christian anymore. They didn't feel like they're accepted by me. Then who knows? Like if they would have come back to the Lord, right? Cause I wouldn't have been able, the Lord wouldn't have been able to like work through me to, to like get this person who knows like what the Lord can do. Obviously he could use somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe I wouldn't have seen them like come back to know the Lord again. They wouldn't have been able to trust me if I wasn't open and available to just loving that person for who they were past like being a Christian. Does right. that make sense? Right. Yeah. So I definitely, this video is saying like, we come from a good place Christians when we're trying to like bring someone back into the church. But people want to feel loved for who they are beyond just like what they believe, um, which I think is good, right? We should care about both of those things, who they are as an individual and what they believe, whether or not they believe in Christ. And I think it's going to be more of a genuine love for people rather than just like I care about you because you're my brother or sister in Christ. And when you stop being that, like I'll care about you until I'm too tired to keep pursuing you to come back to Christ or I'm annoying or whatever. And then we just go our separate ways, right? Right. Yeah, I think I agree a lot with what you were saying. Um, the The thing about, like, as, as Christians, right, we need to take more of an interest in people beyond 
like just like are you being a good christian you know and so i think how they feel and what they're experiencing is not invalid um but i don't think that's the end of the story right like as christians when we have friends who like are not following jesus yes we need to see them for who they are Mm -hmm. they like maybe sports they have hobbies you know they have interests that we should Mm -hmm. care about they're an individual right and what it conveys so right now i'm talking to christians right when we act this way when we give reason for this tiktok when we say like Oh, when we make people feel like we only care about them when they're Christians, that's what they hear. It's like, oh, you don't really care about me. You just care if I agree with you. Yeah, you're that's, that I was in your special club. Right, right. That's what they're hearing. And you might say, no, but I really care about them. I want them to know to Jesus. And that is the most important thing because they could die tomorrow. And I'd say, yes, they could die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It is the most important thing. But you're not, all you're going to do is push them and drive them away. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing is saying like, you really need to get like, change your mind back again. Like really like, stop doing and, like. One, they're not going to feel validated in their decision. They're not going to be under, feel understood. They're not going to feel safe to mm-hmm. open up to you. Like, maybe you ask them, maybe this could help you, ask your friends who are going through this, like, hey, like, what's gotten you to this conclusion? You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to judge you right now. I just want to hear your story of how you arrived at this decision. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I think that you're making the decision that I, I don't think should be made, but that doesn't mean I don't care about you. And I just, I'm trying to understand you because I really do care about you. Mm-hmm. You know, that gives room for people to really um, open up and feel safe, you know, and then, and then maybe they say something, oh, well, I was really hurt by the church and so I don't want to follow Jesus anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a conversation later about like, hey, or maybe even in that moment, if, there, if there's enough vulnerability to say like, hey, like, is a person's action enough of a reason to stop believing in an entire god you know the the christianity is more and you you can go into that conversation Mm. you know but really i would say like as like so still talking to christians like like be empathetic and care for them you know god is big he he is in a hurry he wants to save them and he wants to save them immediately and he will if they repent but we need to like take a step back take a breather take a break trust that god is is loving them still and and know that god is patient and we need to act in patience too Mm -hmm. and really like be there for them and with them and even or maybe we just say hey like i noticed like this what's going on they say i'm not a christian anymore like oh okay like i'd love to hear more about that you want to grab a drink Mm. or do something you know just be a friend that's that's all it is all it comes down to yeah you know like you wouldn't push them away if they said Something like, you know, I like, or maybe you would push them away. Like, you know, I just don't think that like this political party is right anymore. Now, maybe some people would be like, okay, well, I can't be friends with you. But that's you also that, not a reason, you know, like our friendships need to go bigger and go farther than just yeah. our religion and our politics. Yeah. You know, absolutely. To so. genuine care for each other. Right. Right. I think it has a little bit of a problem to do of how we do like ministry and that we kind of, at least, um, in my opinion, we kind of see people as like an objective, like, oh, you're going to hell. Like you got to get saved. Like it's my objective to get you saved. Right. right? It's kind of that mentality of like, you're kind of this object of this mission that I've been called to and I got to achieve this goal. Right. And while that is a command that we've been given, right. We need to see this command, not as like an objective or a job we need to complete, but as like our life's goal. Right. right? But not in our life's goal. And that it's like, we got to like go hard for like our life's goal and just being like cold and hard about it. But it's like, man, this is our life. And lives come with emotions and friendships and all these things. We got to genuinely care mm-hmm. about the people that we're ministering to, which means we probably can't do this with hundreds of people 
and actually care about them, right? Right. Which is kind of the model that's presented a lot of the time. Like, if you actually care about genuine discipleship and being friends and walking alongside people, like, it's probably not going to work with a lot of people. It's probably going to work with you genuinely caring about, like, a small, like, circle of people. Right, exactly. Um, and I would say, one, and to the person who made the video, to people who agree with it, say us as Christians saying God loves you is not manipulative. You know, God is saying he loves you. And we're not trying to coerce you into believing this ide- ideology. That's like, mm-hmm. like Christianity, one, is more than an ideology, you know. I think a lot of these things, like, look at Christianity as just another religion. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Christianity as just another religion, then you would be valid in saying, like, well, you do CrossFit, I go hiking. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what an example she gave. And if the end result, is, so with CrossFit and hiking, the end result is overall health, right? Mm-hmm. And so if... Overall health in this analogy is equal to heaven. If mm-hmm. Christianity and Islam and Buddhism and Hinduism and Judaism and New Age, if all these things, or agnostic atheists, if all these different beliefs led to the overall health, quote-unquote, which would be like eternity mm-hmm. or heaven, if everything led to Jesus, mm-hmm. then I would say you're valid in saying like, hey, it's just like, I don't want to exercise that way anymore. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that only one decision mm-hmm. leads to the father truth still exists right right yeah jesus says that he's the way the truth and the life and none come to the father except through him mm-hmm. you know claims so, exclusivity right yeah. so just like every religion exactly and it claims yeah just like every religion so please know that when we say like oh you guys should like we want you to be a christian again we want you to come back to this it's not because it's like oh, we think oh you'll be a better person you know or you'll be a happier person mm-hmm. Or any, or maybe some people might say like, oh, you'll be provided for financially more. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea is at least for true Christians, I would say is like, hey, like, please come back to being Christian because this is the only thing mm-hmm. that leads to eternal life. That Jesus is the only way. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you're, it's not this unimportant thing of your life that you can just express in any way you want. Yeah. This is like, it matters for eternity. It matters for who you are. And there is fulfillment in Jesus. So I would say the happiness thing, and you won't be happy every single day of your life. That's mm. unrealistic and insane to think that you could ever do yeah. that. But there's peace. Yeah, there's the joy. joy. The yeah, yeah, there's a closeness and, and feeling known and safe by the mm. creator. It's a good time. Yeah. You know? And it, you will morally be a better person because God is a good God, and that's what he yeah. commands. So although Christianity is not, um, the, the Christian's motive is not to be a good person, it's a byproduct of being yeah. a Christian. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I would say like, um, oh, that's all my notes. Nice. I'm going to skip the third video just because I don't really want to go past like, 50 minutes and at this point we probably will yeah um and so i'm just gonna go to the last one so maybe cover it later but it was more of like a funny one so you're not missing a ton but it was so important so we'll cover it later probably but we're gonna go to our last video and if we blow through this one then we can go back to it but we'll see all right now for our third video so i was in a therapy session this week i go to therapy regularly and i was talking to my therapist about deconstruction and how one of the things i'm really struggling with is not having a framework my therapist gives me the ability to just talk until I realize like I've word vomited to almost my point. And so I began to go on and on about how I don't have a framework. And my former framework was, you know, pray this much and read this much and attend church this much. And if you do these things, then you're a good Christian. And eventually I said, all I have right now is like a belief system. And she just looked at me as I was getting to the point. And she asked, if you did all the things you just listed, what would be the end result? And I was like, I'd be a good Christian. She's like, which means but then I'm a good person. 
And in that moment, my mind was blown about how one of the things I've had to unpack and change is the framework that says the only type of people who are good people are the type of people who are Christians. That Christianity is the only thing holding people back from being terrible. So we say we should act like Christians. What we're really saying is be better. And that is a false dichotomy. I'm still working at unpacking, but oof. False dichotomy. Obviously. This wait, is... wait, wait. Did you say me? No, well, yeah. For the, <laughs> for the first part, for the therapy thing. Oh, because I word vomit? <laughs> because you externally process a lot, and then you like you come to your own conclusion. Right. And then which is what a lot of external processors do. External processing. It can be really hard when you're trying to actually process through what you're dealing with with the person that like maybe like you're, you don't know this because you're an internal processor but sometimes like say i was mad at you mm-hmm. right but i'm trying to talk to you so i can work through it, mm-hmm. I, it like a danger is that i would accidentally process and say something i don't actually believe or mean but it would oh, hurt yeah. you. oh i know yeah right it's like i'm friends with a lot of external processors and it's honestly <laughs> i i'm internally processing all of it while i'm hearing it <laughs> and so i'm i'm thinking of things to respond with to help the person right or just empathize right yeah but the thing is as you excellent process you just start going on random rabbit trails and actually getting to like your actual feelings about something and i think well i gotta throw all this away now because we're not talking about what we're talking about originally and then you figure out yourself i just throw everything i was gonna say like why did i just save all those words that's hilarious pretty funny hey we need you guys now i forget about what the video and as an external processor having a best friend that internally processes i feel like sometimes it's like wait does he does he know I care? <laughs> but I'm like, oh no, he's just into my process. He'll he'll arrive there. He'll let me know. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. Um, Anyways, the video. Obviously, this guy is being very raw, right? It's a therapy session he's talking about, and he obviously, obviously doesn't have his thoughts like completely like filed together nicely. And he said he's, that. Yeah, and he said that. He's like, he's just talking about how he just realized this kind of thing, and it's kind of fresh, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of conflations that are made in this uh, in this video. Um, the main one being that, like, to be a Christian is to be a good person, and there's no other, like, one. That's how Christianity is, like, kind of set up, right? He said that's the framework that he had to, um, that he had to, like, get rid of, right? Which, one, we just said even before this, that that's an incorrect framework, right? Like, to be a Christian does not mean you, like, are the only people that are good. That's what a lot of people think, like, you're going to be a trash and garbage person if you're not a Christian. Now, statistically, you are a better person and live a happier, better life if you do believe in religion. Um, but that's not to say that people who are not Christians aren't good people, right? Which is, I think, a fairly common bad belief that people have, mm-hmm. right? It's very interesting. So that's like the first kind of conflation that's made there. Um, that if you he, – he's talking about how like if he prays and reads his Bible, then he is a good Christian, Right? That's where kind of the first problem lies. And that's true. Like, you're only a good Christian if you're really <laughs> Based accurate. on your works. Yes. Come on. Let's get it. <laughs> so, like, that's the first thing. You can you can tell right off the bat, he's coming from a very, like, works mentality of, like, I got to be good. Right? Mm-hmm. So that, like, that's the thing I got to attain is to be good. Like, goodness right? seems to be a subjective. Yeah. And then he's like, well, if I don't have this framework anymore, but I still have this desire to, like, to be good. Right then, like, what does that mean? Because I can't be good anymore. Because the framework, all the framework I had was like, I read my Bible and I pray, and that's how I'm good, right? And now he's like deconstructing this. He's probably not a Christian anymore. And he's like, now, like, I can't be good because that's what like my standard of goodness was. And then he's kind of realizing, oh, I could be a good person outside of being a Christian. Definitely true. You can be a good person and like have fake morality outside of being a Christian. But listen, it's on your own strength, so it's gonna be different. Um, we can talk about. We can talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, I just thought, I've things written out about that. But it's obvious that like the first conflation that he's making is like his his standard when he was a Christian was to be a good person, 
right? And that was the thing that drove him was to be a good person, to read his Bible enough, to pray enough, to do enough of these religious acts so that he would be accepted. It seems like, right? Because he's saying like that was, that was like the purpose behind all mm. of it, right? This yeah. is the thing that he's talking about and like kind of getting out in therapy. Um, so that's the, the, kind of the first problem that you track back is that shouldn't be our main goal as Christians, right? Our main goal is to know Christ and to enjoy him. Come on. Right? And that's like, the, the main like first point, the first creed that people make is that uh, like the point of life is to know Christ and to enjoy him forever, right? And Christ obviously has standards. There's obviously wrong and right. There's obvious things that we should do to not be wrong and to be right. There's things the Bible says uh, that we should do to attain life and things that we'll do to attain death, right? And that's just the patterns that we'll live out in our life. And we obviously want to live good life patterns so that we attain or like live a life full of life and not a life full of death, right? But it's not what earns us our salvation, right? We don't earn our salvation. It's a free gift, right, of mercy uh-huh. and grace that God gives us. And so it seemed like kind of the first problem that I noticed in the video. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so his idea, like he said, like we were t- saying, goodness seems to be his motive for why he's a Christian. Um, now, I think that is a a uh, faulty motive your motive like Derry was saying it, it should be to know god and enjoy mm-hmm. him forever right c.s lewis i'm pretty sure said that um but i would i would combat him and not, not combat him but I, I would say to him uh i don't think anyone's good you know someone comes to jesus and says hey good teacher what's this and jesus says why are you calling me good no one's good except god in heaven mm-hmm. right and so in one aspect um the idea of like a good person doesn't exist and and that's just christian doctrine right christian doctrine says that like there's no one good you know when we i think when he says good he means moral yeah right and when so maybe and so there are moral people but Mm -hmm. then someone would say but that morality is probably rooted in pride of like yeah or living for self like i want to be good because i want to be good is like living for yourself and your gratification Mm -hmm. your so that's where it gets wrong right so i would say like if he's like, oh, like we shouldn't try to be good, I'd say in some, or he's like, oh, only cr- good Christian, only right. good people are Christians, only Christians right. are good people. I'd say no, 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 Christians are are pe- are self aware bad people, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. and then following Jesus reforms us and teaches us to be good, mm-hmm. right? And and that is totally there. And I, then there's an aspect where you could say like, oh, you're a new creation, so maybe mm-hmm. you're good now. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, uh, Second Corinthians talks when about exempl- being a new exemplifying Christ for sure. Right, exemplifying Christ. Yeah. And then as you follow Jesus, because your motive is to know God, mm-hmm. you start to look like him. And this is what Christians call the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. where it's you are starting to be patient. You know, you are exhibiting joy and what joy, peace, patience, goodness, love. kindness, self-control, gentleness. Love. Yeah. Love. The main one. Yeah. So you do all that because you're mirroring God, because you mm-hmm. spent time with him, because your desire is to know him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to the Bible to in an aspect like, I want to be a good moral person. Let me go to the Bible. Um, that's, that's, I mean, you're in the Bible, so good. Yeah. But you probably will become more of a moral person. Yeah, you will be a moral, a moral book. Right. But there's so much more there. Right. There's so much more that's available to you where you can know the creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just mind blowing in general to think that a God created the universe and wants to know us. Like, that's exciting. That, yeah. that, that reality should be enough for any of us to mm-hmm. go and, like, how do I get this? You know? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, like his like, but with that goodness, his premise is wrong still. Yeah, and that's why I said in the beginning, these premise. the premise of everyone's worldview of how they view Christianity, or maybe how they're even taught Christianity. Which mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, like a lot of people seem to be taught that Christianity is about being good, or that's at least what they got. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, as a, a full time person in ministry, yeah, if that's what you were taught by people in full time ministry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's like, yes, we want to be good people because mm-hmm. that's something that we should all like last week we did a tiktok video we replied to a video where a guy said i think goodness is a good enough reason to try to be good mm-hmm. and that's you know and that's good that's true i would say yeah like the idea of being a good person is enough mm-hmm. of a reason to try to be moral right yeah, god is good yeah um but if you were told like hey as a christian you need to be a good person you need to do this you need to do this i'm sorry you know what you need to do is when you're a christian is surrender and ask mm-hmm. god to change your heart to look like his yeah um but yeah, so it's not about being a good person, but knowing and loving God. Mm-hmm. And then as far as Christian disciplines goes, you know, he says, like, I want to pray enough and, and uh, read enough and do this enough. Mm-hmm. And the idea of works mentality, mm-hmm. right? We don't do those things because like, oh, God's only happy with me when I do that. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, God's happy with you right now as he ever will be. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves you right now as he ever will be. Hmm. Maybe not happy as uh, if you're living in sin, he still loves you as much as he ever will. Yeah. But he, he, has, he wants you to change. He wants you to change. Yeah. You're not valid. No one's valid in sin. We're not valid in our sin. No one's valid in sin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we do Christian disciplines because the motive is to know God and mm-hmm. the Christian disciplines is the highway by which we get there. Yeah. So it's not like these things will make me a good person. This is, this is how I know God. Mm-hmm. That's an exciting thing. Yeah. One thing that's fresh in my mind kind of, and I'm going to try to like externally process through it to kind of get to my, my answer. I have like the externally end process. Yeah. I have like the end point in my mind. Yes. Um, <laughs> is this idea of morality and being even a good person in um, the realm of the world outside of a, um, of a religion. Right. Because when I said earlier, like, yeah, you could be a good person without being a Christian. Like that's true by society standards. We still have, um, morality ingrained inside of us from God, right? And there's sort of standards that we kind of can hit as a society that kind of says, okay, like you pass as a good person, you don't pass as a good person, right? Just based off like the amount that we mess up, right? We kind of deem people good and bad people sort of subjectively. Um, they kind of pass us as good or bad people, and it's mostly because people don't see what we do in secret, right? They pass us as good or bad people. Um, but I think it's really interesting. And so obviously people could be good or bad. And man, I say obviously a lot. I gotta stop saying that. Um, Replace it with clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, people can be good and bad, but there's so many of these videos that talk about how, oh, I used to always think people that weren't Christian were just terrible people. And now I see they're just as good as people who aren't Christians or who are Christians, right? And how people are discovering like all the stuff about like people are moral that are outside of being Christians and stuff like that, right? When they kind of take away their standards. And the one thing that I'd say to those people that I think is a really interesting observation, right? Is that, oh, especially in, in kind of the guise of that, um, a lot of people think we're not inherently evil, right? Mm. Is that we've come, like we've we've lived a lot of life. There's a lot of recorded history, right? And we are not better now than we were 2,000 years ago, right? When like the Bible was written over the course of almost thousand years, right? And like spanning thousands of years, definitely. Um, and to now, obviously, 2,000 years after um, Jesus's life. We have all of the same problems, right? We just have a lot more people, 
now and all yeah. of the same things are happening, right? Yeah. We haven't progressed morally as a society. Now you could say maybe living conditions are getting better, right? And now maybe For some of us. And now maybe people have more food. I mean just like on average that's statistically true. They're like right. the world is is getting better like from a, a living standard for a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that we are getting be- to become better people, right? right? We're just changing the standard of what a good person looks like. Does that make sense? Um so like for example, there's more slavery today than there ever has been in the world, right? Like we ha- we haven't changed. There's j- there's just as much murder now as there ever has been. There's just as much like robbery as there ever has been, right? There's freaking incest and bestiality all over the place. It's legal a lot of places as well. Like we are not a better people now than we were then. So who's to say that because you leave Christianity and you say that people are good outside of it, that that's going to be the like the the goal to attain, like like that why is that the goal that you want to attain that people can be good outside of like knowing god right like that's awesome that you could live a good and maybe a peaceful-ish life on your own strength outside of christianity but it's not the same as like living with a god that's giving you strength that's knowing him right and you're being sanctified by him Mm -hmm. it's not the same right because that's attaining something that's different than what the world is attaining by the world being good we've lived in a world that's been trying to be good for its entirety of its existence, right? And it hasn't. It's gone back to its nature, which is an evil nature, right? And it's continually, continually gone back. Like, we say with our mouths that we want to be good, we want to love people, we want to do all these things, but internally, we always are selfish. And you can you can tell this by anybody given power immediately, like, becomes perverted by it and becomes selfish, immediately. It shows that if we are without responsibility and we're given power, that we will go back to... Um, our nature, which is being evil, right? And if we as a society are inherently evil, then us just like trying to be good without God um, forever, it's just going to continue to end in the same result of racism, sexism, all the things that we see that are problems of this world, right? right. It's just going to continue to go back to those things. So kind of idolizing this thing when, you, when people are deconstructing and coming out of Christianity and finding out that people can be good outside of Christianity I don't think it's a good like premise to go off. It's not a good thing to base your life off of, right? Because it hasn't worked for anybody in in the totality of history. Right. You know, people have maybe lived a more peaceful life, but that was it. You know, it didn't have meaning. They didn't know God. Like all of these things, they just maybe had a more peaceful life and tried to suppress their ego, tried to suppress their uh, their selfishness or whatever, right? Maybe they did a good job, right? But imagine if that person had known Christ. And it had the peace in their heart that Christ brings and knew the love that and that they could have for other people from God um, and also love for themselves from God as well. Like all of those things confound, compounded onto each other is so much better than just trying in your own strength to live a good moral life for no reason, just for some relativistic reason, right? Right. When you have ob- objectivity in like the laws that God has given and the love that God has given, that those are hard things. Those are objective, like stone cold hard things you can hang on to. Right, those are things you can take and not do it on your own strength and hold on to, and that's so much better than like just living a life that's based on some like relativistic like I want to be a good person for some happy go lucky reason. Right. Yeah. And so just to give a little overview of everything that we've 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 talked about, you know, like the reason for Christianity is not just solely goodness. You know, the reason we should be Christians, as mm-hmm. Darius, have, as I have said, is to know God. Mm-hmm. And a God that is loving. A God that cares. Created a, us. Yeah. A God that created us and we messed up. And then, then he provided the way to forgive and redeem and mm-hmm. restore us in our messing up. Yeah. God is not a tyrant who's punishing us because 
of how we're living. Mm-hmm. God is a God of order and justice, and he's created everything in order, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's created nature how it is. He's created animals to live how they are, and they listen to him. And the only creation he has that refuses to listen to him are some angels and us, mm-hmm. you know, as humans. Animals are probably, probably fallen too, but... Yeah, I but they're I not self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. But we in, intentionally like reject God, and God's not the bad guy mm-hmm. for executing justice. You know, yeah. we don't get mad at a judge for sentencing a murder to a murderer to life in prison mm-hmm. because it's just like, well, like you're a bad judge because like you're hurting this guy's life. Mm-hmm. You know, that man deserves life in prison if he's murdered someone. We don't deserve God if we sinned against him. Mm-hmm. And that is the gospel. But the and the, the good news of the gospel, that that's one part of the aspect of like, you don't deserve God, you sinned against him. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve God, I've sinned against him. Yeah. The good news and why we call it good news is that in the midst of us not deserving the mercy and grace of God, he provided it. He came and he lived the perfect life that we were we, we were trying to live up mm-hmm. to and we were called to live up to. And he lived a sinless life and then mm-hmm. he took the punishment that we deserved. We deserve death, but he's the one who hung on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one who took our punishment. We deserve the life in prison per se. And he stepped in and served it for us. And then he says, hey, Go and follow me, repent of your sins and follow me. Turn away from your sins mm-hmm. and follow my teachings. Ask for my forgiveness and you will receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the good receive news is... Receive relationship, yeah. yeah Not rec- just being a good person. Yeah, receiving relationship with God. And the, guys, I want to encourage you. I don't know what you've been told in church, but the Bible says that all, like, all sins have been paid for by Jesus Christ. God is no longer like angry with sin where he's like mm-hmm. i'm going to come like i'm going to intentionally hurt you a sinner you know he put his wrath on jesus jesus took your took the wrath that you deserve mm-hmm. and so god doesn't have anything but mercy for you mm-hmm. but the only way that you experiencing it experience it is to accept it and then live it out mm-hmm. you know so we just want to encourage you guys to as if you're a christian keep pursuing sanctification mm-hmm. keep receiving that mercy keeps trucking along god is if God loved you enough to save you, he loves you enough to forgive you with what where you're at and, mm. and help you along. And if you're not a Christian, God loves you to, enough to save you. Mm. You know, he anyway, that's not manipulation. He seriously loves you and want, he knows how he's created you and he loves you how he's created you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we're justified in, in our our sins or our, our struggles. It's that we're, we're welcome to lay them down and not be punished for them. We're mm. welcome to at his table and he and he will receive us. Yeah. It's exciting. Yep. The end of this podcast, probably, because it's 55 minutes. Yep. Past, I so. ain't got nothing else to say. Woo! That was a good one. Um, we're probably going to do more of these. Maybe one more. Maybe two. We'll see. Um, and then we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program and then do these intermingledly into different uh, series. So thanks for listening. If you got this far, you guys are awesome. Check us out on TikTok. It's popping over there. Um, and also Instagram, Patreon, all the other things. Facebook, no one follows us on there, so don't go follow us on there. But yeah, we'll see you guys or hear you guys or whatever next time.